If you work for a living, why do you kill yourself working? From the Willamette Valley, in America's great Pacific Northwest, you are listening to the Ernest Mann Show. I'm your host, Ernest Mann. Coming to you no matter where, what time, or what place you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful, but sometimes incredibly crazy world we all live in. Hello, everybody. And thank you for tuning in, or for tuning in again. And this is episode number 271, Earnest Truth, an example of how realism can improve your life when bullshit fails. Now, before I get started, I would just like to remind you that I don't do any annoying third-party advertising but I could absolutely use your support to help pay the bills so I can keep the show not only coming to you, but coming to you commercial free. So please consider going to my website or the direct link to my Ko-Fi account in the description below. Even just the kindness of a cup of coffee would very much be appreciated and go a lot further than you know. And many people seem to think that I'm religious. I'm not. Many people also seem to be of the opinion that not only am I a conservative, but radically conservative. This also is totally incorrect. To be honest, what is really strange to me is I simply cannot figure out where the hell they're getting these notions from, so I just wanted to take a moment for some clarification. What I am, as I stated many times in the past, is a realist. But I think maybe this might be where a a bit of confusion is coming from, because, you see, unfortunately, the term realist has become just a bit too ambiguous, so I'll try to clarify things a bit. A lot of times, in just regular conversations, you'll hear that word kicked around. You might hear, for example, oh, I could never do that, I'm too much of a realist. Or you might hear, uh, I feel I have a very realistic expectation, so of course I expect that to happen. These are just two small examples that can confuse people about realism. Realism is a philosophy. It's a way of viewing and interacting with the world. So, as a consequence of this, a realist often says things that to a non-realist can either sound contradictory or absolutely outlandish or offensive. 
But the real is just not being outlandish or offensive simply for the sake of doing so. They're not into juvenile behavior. More often than not, and I can speak for myself here, we are simply trying to get our point across as direct and simply as possible. Unfortunately, many people today simply can't handle directness, which is very aggravating for a realist. So oftentimes, we have to resort to speaking obliquely, being deliberately ambiguous, or the language veiled, hoping that the listener can figure it out, that they can uh, read between the lines, so to speak. So now that I've said that, let's go into what I wanted to talk about today. Let's say someone broke into your home in the wee hours of the morning, intent on burglarizing you, or possibly even more. Depending, uh, well, depending on the situation. So, if you're a woman, and especially if you have children, are you going to go all boss bitch with your super boss bitch powers like a member of the Avengers? Or are you going to turn to your husband? I don't use woke, lesbo, or PC terminology and get his ass to check it out. I believe in most cases, the latter will be the case, which is fine with me, because that's part of man's purpose description, and he's been doing it for a long time. So do you have a gun? If you don't have a gun, and the intruder does not flee, when obviously someone has become awake, then the choices, once again, become simple. A man is going to have a physical confrontation with another man, or I'll say at least very likely a man. And hopefully, you, the woman, is on the phone with 911. But chances are, depending on where you live and your economic circumstances, it could take the cops anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes or possibly even more to get to your house. And the fact is, that is plenty of time for the intruder to not only kill your husband, but to assault or kill you as well. This is the primary logic and reason many people own handguns. Because in the scenario that I just described, you can worry about any potential charges later. In the meantime, don't allow yourself to be a victim, to get your ass killed. This is why I have a registered firearm, and if you break into my home, I will shoot you, pure and simple. And I aim to kill. I would not be discussing the inherent unfairness of society. I would not go into the kitchen and make them a sandwich with a cold beer to discuss how traumatic their childhood was. Pat them on the fucking head and tell them to go ahead and take anything they want in the house, including my wife. 
because it's not really rape as she's really liberal and understanding as well. Nope, none of that would happen because the fact is he and I are playing out two distinctive roles. I as the man and protector and him as the invader. But the invader understands full well that getting shot or possibly even killed is an occupational hazard. So from the onset, there is no misunderstanding. Our roles are completely and clearly defined. So now, let me ask you this. If you happen to agree with me with the scenario that I just described, wouldn't it seem the least bit hypocritical, if not downright stupid, that you would tell anyone else, friends, family, whoever, to do the exact opposite? To tell the intruder, like I illustrated earlier, to take anything they like in your house, including access to your wife or possibly even children. Well, that is essentially exactly what is being told to all the Americans who have to deal with the fallout of the migrant crisis day in and day out. Currently, Chicago is really being hit hard. But the powers that be in Chicago won't really do anything because it's not them that this invasion is affecting. So far, this whole migrant thing has been really nothing but kick the can. As long as it's somebody else, we generally don't give a damn until it starts to affect us. If I could... If I could absolutely leave you with one thing to remember, it would be to get rid of these damn PC terms, migrant crisis and asylum seekers, and call them for what they are, Mexican invaders. Just so you know, the orders for this come from very high up, from the White House and certainly all their corporate media lapdogs. The reason why they're using the term migrant crisis or asylum seekers is that it is very feminized. It makes the Mexican invaders somehow seem like cute, harmless little puppies or defenseless little kittens. They are not. The Mexican invaders know very well that there is a huge opposition to them. Everything from the physical barriers in the Rio Grande to building a wall. They fucking know, yet refusing to take the not-so-subtle hint, they keep forcing themselves upon us by the tens of thousands so right from the beginning, they have no fucking respect. Now, another aspect of realism is that people should be judged mainly by their actions, not their words. And what their actions are saying are not so much out of desperation, but as a threat. Let us in or else. 
The proper action that should be taken by Mexican citizens should be to simply address their problems of their, you know, their own country themselves. Whether it be their rampant corruption or a terribly high birth rate, I could go on and on. But in the simplest terms I can think of, to use an analogy, they're kind of like those drugged out, super high energy rock stars of the 70s and 80s who have completely destroyed their hotel rooms, which represents Mexico, then get to go to another nice hotel, then do the same thing over again. I guess I don't have to explain where the new hotel is, do I? And in case you don't know, these poor defenseless puppies and kittens have both subtly and not so subtly repeatedly threatened rioting in the major cities in Florida and L.A., where they have very large populations. Finally, the whole reason telling you this is not just to inform you of the gravity of the situation which the invaders from the South, but to hopefully illustrate very clearly the power of being able to describe truthfully and honestly what is going on with this crisis as a realist. Because we don't see or describe the world in rose-colored glasses and visions of rainbows and unicorns. And yes, that sure as hell includes not being delusional and seeing cute little harmless puppies and defenseless kittens. We choose to see things as they actually are. And if we don't reverse the invasion, the future of America will be nothing but one huge, poverty-stricken, gang-infested barrio. And that's not speculation. That's a fact. Until next time, this is Ernest reminding you that there are no bad words, just bad actions. Take care.